This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. To infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna. Nobody's listening! Krupnik. And I'm Brian. What happened on floor two? Plofsky. And we're so happy you could take off your torture headphones to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are sticking to the program and giving you our immediate reactions to episode nine of Andor on Disney+. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to our feed and check out all of our past episodes where we have been covering every episode of Andor so far. And that's not all. We've just finished our coverage of Tales of the Jedi, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, and She-Hulk. Those and all of our other episodes, and there are tons of episodes, you guys, are all there waiting for you for the taking. They're all on our feed. And a friendly reminder, lately we've been putting out some mashup episodes where we cover multiple shows, news in one podcast, and that's because there has just been so much content all at the same time, and we just want to cover all of it. So we always put timestamps in our show notes of the episodes so that you can skip around and just listen to the shows, the news, whatever that you're interested in. Yeah, but how can you keep up with all of this? Well, it's easy. Just be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start all of our episodes, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We're going to be talking about all of the nerd news for this week. We're going to be talking the Andor, Rogue One, New Hope, Rebels, Clone Wars, all of the fun Star Wars things. This is your spoiler alert alert. I love that. All of the, all of the Andor. All of the Andor. And or. Andor. All right? of the and or. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. or Rogue One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Fantastic. So let's get started. We're going to add a new segment to the Nerdverse where we talk about the news for the week. There's just so much interesting news that, and I feel like we always, Joanna, you and I always are like, oh, I didn't know that. Or like one of us knew what the other one didn't. And so I thought this would be a good thing to kind of go through the trailers from the week. Talk about big news in Star Wars and Marvel and just like nerd in the Nerdverse. So yeah, you're basically all getting an insight into me and Brian's text chain, which yeah. is essentially <laughs> just passing the stuff along we were like let's give people an insight into the world the daily routine of joanna and brian which is just like did you see this did you see this did you see this did you see this (laughs) that's literally just yeah literally so i'll be like did you see this she's like i already put it on instagram and she'll be like did you see this i was like i already tweeted about it (laughs) (laughs) already tweeted about it (laughs) um yeah but there was a lot this week so let's Let's talk through some of the casting things that we saw this week. All right. Um, some of the smaller ones are that uh, Joe Locke and Aubrey Plaza have joined the Agatha series for Disney+. Plus. Um, Agatha, I believe it's called Coven of Chaos. Um, yeah, I think that's the new name. That's going to be awesome. And then also something that I had missed, 
Um, Emma Caulfield Ford, who played Dottie on WandaVision, the blonde um, woman. Yep. Um, she's also back for that. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see what this is actually going to be about. Is this going to be like pre-Wanda, post-Wanda? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm fascinated. Yeah, is she going to be like an anti-hero? Is she going to like, tr- is, is she going to be someone that works with Agatha or is Ag- she going to constantly be trying to tear her down as a foil we don't know but that's really i mean they're bringing in a resident of the town i think is what that casting choice is and then we have aubrey plaza who is which makes total sense i mean honestly so listen all of this definitely gets me i'm not this is this where where is this on your list of like things you're mcu excited for um, not terribly, if I'm being honest, but I also like haven't gotten there yet. Like there's, when does that come out? No, uh, I don't remember. I it's don't know. It's not if, for a while. Yeah. I don't remember, um, in general, but if they're uh, smart, yeah. they'll do Halloween of next year. Cause it's definitely a spooky sure. season type show. But uh, yeah, um, we'll see if they can film and edit it that quickly, you know? Right. But I think it's not high on my list. Is it high on yours? No, no, no. No. This is a side note, but Aubrey Plaza, have you started? I'm sure you haven't because you've been very busy, but have you started White Lotus? No. So I It's binged, just episode to episode, so just one. Yeah. So I binged season one and I really uh-huh. enjoyed it that way. So I think I'm going to wait until this is done and binge it okay. all the way through. I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Got it. And I will not speak to you about it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. Some other fun news, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II was cast as Wonder Man for Disney+. Plus. Um, Hell yeah. And then Ben Kingsley is back as Trevor Slattery in that as well. So I mean, why pass up an opportunity to add him in? Yeah, well, so the, here's my thought is that because I believe that Wonder Man, the character, um, he's associated with the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers. Um, he also used to be a stuntman. So I wonder if it's going to be oh. a, a Hollywood satire um, with oh. uh, Ben Kingsley as the actor. You know what I mean, Trevor? So yes. I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do there. I mean, that probably is exactly what they're going to do. Right? There has to be a Hollywood tie, like a actor. Yeah, that, that I mean, why else? It'd be so strange. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I, I love He's not Yaya. in Talo just hanging out anymore. Maybe not. With I don't know. Seymour or whatever his little friend's name was. This could be also before that. Who knows? Oh, that's true. Um, but I'm super into uh I love I mean, did you watch did you watch The Watchmen? Yeah, I love Yaya. And I watched yeah. the new Candyman, more importantly. Oh yeah, sure. Only the only <laughs> times. And then uh uh, uh and then now he's he's a DCer with the new Aquaman movie coming out and uh this so yeah well was a DCer and will continue to be a DCer yes it's yeah. mm-hmm. true it's true um and then for you I pulled this bit of information um Sandman I two, see that Sandman, Sandman got a season two. two order I mean it really got going toward the end um I still not ex- not, not I'm not like thri- oh really I'm not like oh, thank God but I did sense that that could be on the horizon because it did end strong. Yeah, because the rumors were that it was canceled, but it's not. They ordered a season two. So this is great for people who did enjoy it like yourself. Yeah, you know, streaming wars. Netflix is like, let's just get the content. Just, But I got to tell you, when I turn on HBO Max, I'm like, and no free ads, but 
when I turn on HBO Max, I'm like, um, probably anything you put in front of me is going to be good. Netflix, mm. I'm sorry, I don't have that. Re- it doesn't have that reputation with me. It's it's a it's a coin toss. I'm like, this could be great, or this could be fluff and garbage. Sure. So that's there, but you know they want to have a lot of content, so there's something for everyone. So and I'm not surprised at all that they're like, yeah, comics, let's do it because mm-hmm. they don't get Marvel, they don't get DC, so. Sure, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Netflix is hit or miss for me too. HBO Max is definitely has a higher percent like success rate, if you will. Yeah, I'd say virtually flawless for me, to be honest. Wow. I don't think I've ever turned something on. And I'm like, this is bad. Maybe I've fallen off. I never finished the night of. I never finished all the seasons of True Detective. But aside from that, I don't think I've ever not finish something sure and you're talking strictly like series yes and i don't i don't know the difference between hbo hbo max hbo now whatever i have hbo i think i have this special hbo max which is like i see house of the dragon at 9 p.m streaming i don't have a channel so yeah yeah there are people that like still have the channel but right right yeah i I don't have the channel i only have the, the the streaming service um Cool. And then another casting bit of news. Do you want to talk through this one? The sad, sad one? Yes. So our dear, sweet, sweet, sexy, sexy Henry Cavill, as known as Geralt to all of us. Geralt, excuse me. um, Is not going to be in... Jerry is not going to be in The Witcher anymore. Instead, we're going to see Liam Hemsworth's sweet, sweet face. Well, we'll get him him for one more season because they filmed it already. Oh, well, that's great. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it was just next season was forever from now. Okay, great. Or they're maybe so we have filming a it slow now. goodbye to wrap our heads yeah. around the departure. Okay, so we even get, better. We get season three, which has not been aired yet, with Henry Cavill, and then season four, Liam Hemsworth will take over. And I'm wondering if they'll do something in the series to to for the reason that his appearance changes, or they'll just like. Not yeah. anything. I wonder if they will. I don't know what the precedent is in that game. I don't know Same. if there's like something easy they could do, but if they haven't finished, then yeah, they can definitely just work that in. Sure. But they, in the end, it's an opportunity to make a really emotional like goodbye. Um, but you know, once I see Liam in the wig and the contacts, I'll probably be okay with it. I mean, I definitely will miss Henry Cavill, but the good news is we're missing Henry Cavill because he's going to be joining our screens in else things, other things. Yes. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. You take the good, you take the bad. And the super. take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Yeah, sure. Um, Great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Something else that I wanted to bring up that I think is super cool is that uh, Peacock has greenlit a Friday the 13th prequel TV show uh, by the one and only Brian Fuller, um, who did like Hannibal and Pushing Daisies and stuff like that. And your favorite heroes. Yeah, heroes is only good until the penultimate episode of the first season. But All right, well, you loved it for that short bit. I did, I did. Um, um, but this will be a prequel. Um, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. Uh, by by this um i i just i have no idea what they're gonna do how they're gonna do it how long it lasts how much can we like get into it but i i I super dig this yes 
how familiar are you with the like Friday the Thirteenth franchise with like Jason and stuff? I'm not familiar at all, Ryan. In fact, when you put this in the outline, I was like, which podcast do you think this is? Talking over with Jamie and Keisha. <laughs> well, no, I asked because. I know you had been watching a lot of spooky movies and like, I know that Friday 13th was on your list. It was, and I didn't make it. So I'm going to get it next time around. Okay. But I mean, of course I know Freddy Krueger and I know there's Freddy versus Jason. I know the Friday 13th was like the seventies and then they did like a new thing. Um, and I know there's like a lot of them. Is that correct? Yeah. So Friday the 13th, the first one I think was 1980. Um, and then, but you did not tell me, like, you must see Friday the 13th. So that might be why I didn't well, it, catch it in this round. You also didn't seem like you were into a lot of those those types of slashers as you were going through all those movies. Well, I liked Nightmare on Elm Street, and I liked Texas Chainsaw. Oh, I didn't see Texas Chainsaw. And I, I wanted to watch Texas Chainsaw. And I, of course, Halloween. But uh, To be fair, I yeah. did text you and suggested Friday the 13th. You just didn't. Text oh, you me. did? All right. Well... That's on me. But so that'll just jump it. in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next, year, next, next spooky year. season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that'll be great. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And then we have a, I just love everything that Brian Fuller does. Not everything, but most things. And I think he's wonderful. Um, yeah. He has a really good list. So we got three new trailers this week that are worth talking about. Uh, a Christmas story, Christmas, the disenchanted trailer. And then of course the new avatar, the way of water trailer. Um, okay, let's start with Disenchanted because I didn't watch it. Tell me oh, about it. Okay, yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating. It tells a lot more plot than the first one. I think that the angle that they're taking from this is really excellent. Um, is it the angle that you thought, which is that she's turning in accidentally to like the evil stepmother? Yes, they elaborate on that a lot more in the trailer. Like, I love that she's she basically makes a wish um, to turn her life into a fairy tale life. Um, and, um, because she is the stepmother, like it, it starts to influence her in that way. She basically becomes cursed by the own wish that she made. That's like a very mm. basic version of the trailer. Um, but the songs and everything looks super fun. They didn't like play a full song, but like, it just looks very vibrant and fun and well acted. And I just hope it's as delightfully charming as the first one. Yeah, I do too. Cause I loved the first one. Yeah. I'm super excited for that one. Um, and then to be uh, honest, yeah, is this is like a, is this like a hot take? I feel like it's the best Amy Adams has ever been. Is that rude? Uh, no, but you probably haven't seen Arrival. Oh, not all the way through. I saw half of it on a plane. You're right, but I didn't really like her in. Was it The Wrestler? She's in she The Wrestler. Wrestler. She was. I mean, she's good in every. She's good in a lot. She's a great actress, but. I'm trying to think. I think like the time that I was just, she was irresistible. And again, Enchanted is pretty irresistible, but that's just such a good thing for her, a good vehicle for her. So that comes out November 18th on Disney Plus. But here's some other stuff American Hustle, Nocturnal Animals. Oh, right. Man of all the DC movies. Oh, of course. But that, no, I still stand by that. Enchanted's better. Fighter, Night at the Museum. Battle for this of the Smithsonian. Big uh, eyes. Yeah, still, still going with Enchanted. Julie and Julia. Well, her character was kind of annoying, but she. Sure. Yep, still Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Didn't see that. Um, I heard that. Her. Vice. The Muppets. The Vice was good. The Master. 
Junebug, Doubt? Well, I don't know. Her performance, I didn't see all of Arrival, but I feel like her performance was really great and enchanted. Because she gets to sing. What? I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just seeing, I was just going through some of the bigger stuff that she's done. I don't disagree with you. No, she's been in a lot, and a lot of those movies are really good. And she's good in them. Let me be clear. But I'm just saying, like, her apex, like, her, the height of her powers, to borrow something from the rewatchables, I feel like is enchanted like she could she could have done whatever she wanted after enchanted people loved her so much that's true i mean i think she's wonderful in enchanted i would i would put it as like one or two with arrival for sure yeah um and then we did you watch the christmas story christmas trailer oh i sure did so here's the thing i first of all didn't realize that it was like an actual sequel um oh what did you think it was i think i thought it was a re a reboot or like a new version sure sure wouldn't Yeah, it wouldn't be the same people in the same house and all that. So I love A Christmas Story. Love. So I'm really excited by this. I mean, this is just the the era of them just taking our nostalgia and just being like, here's a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So like this seems right on time for all of that. Like, sure, give us another one all these billion years later. Um I mean, it's got a lot to live up to. I certainly don't expect it to be as good as the original. No. I just hope it's not, like, embarrassingly bad. Um, The only thing I really, other than the fact that I'm obsessed with the original one, I love it so much, TBS, 24 Hours of Christmas Stories, always on in my house at Christmas. So, same here. Um, And I laugh at the same parts, and it's just, it's so delightful. Um, It's a warm movie. It's like a warm blanket. Exactly. My, my observation that was kind of glaring was that there was like zero diversity in this trailer sure. now that's because they're using a lot of the same characters but i'm just like i hope this isn't just like an entirely white cast for this movie because that would be kind of weird sure um what did you think i think that it looks bad oh darn i mean it's not gonna be good but I just don't want it to be horrible. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> there was a lot, you know what, know what turned me off about the trailer? Two things. One, I know she's kind of retired, but Melinda Dillon not playing the mom really bummed me out. I know. One. But two, there, I, my issue is that like the bad, weird special effects and like these like big slack sticky things like him like riding down the ramp and mm-hmm. then like and then like these obvious like I double I triple dog there like it just feels so nostalgia masturbatory and like the 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 slide stuff and the slapstick stuff really I was more interested in the stuff in the trailer that was like uh you know like them you know him like being stressed out about christmas and all of that as opposed to and like, the, the narrator, like the inner monologue, yeah, as opposed to the like out of control slapsticky nature. Like I don't, the, the first one has its moments like the, with the dogs getting the Turkey and then they have, you know, like the has its moments with obviously getting the, the, the tongue stuck. I know I'm going to miss the father too. What's yeah. his name? I miss him. <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, when it comes down to it, it just kind of like a uh, Darren McGavin, but when it comes down to it, the dad. Um, yeah. 
it just feels like they like amped it up for kids today. Whereas like the charming thing about the first one is like the imagination of it all. And I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I have very low expectations. I'm going to watch the hell out of it on November 7th. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but- you think about all the terrible Christmas movies that you can have playing during the month of December. Like, this probably won't be the worst one. No, the Lindsay um, Lohan one's going to be the worst one. You don't that say trailer? that, Brian. We have to respect her career. We need to wish for the best for this. No, but I had the Hallmark Channel. I I, I got so excited and so attached to the scary movies, like, non-stop for all of October that I was like, man, like, what do I do now? And I'm not quite ready for Christmas, but I just like, just did my toe in today and just like put the Hallmark channel on while I was working. And I really had to turn that off because they're doing Christmas movies already, but like not the Christmas movies that you know about. Um, and again, some people love Hallmark movies, but, uh, they are hysterical, be bad. Um, so I had that on and I was like, man, I'm going to need the better ones and and I know freeform and people will do them come December one, but it's going to be a long November if I don't have anything else to watch. So I'll be grateful for this. Of course. Um, And then finally the new avatar, the way of water trailer. Um, What did you think? What do you think? What what are your expectations for this? Oh man. First of all, I don't remember what happened in the first avatar and I definitely saw it probably twice. So I'm going to rewatch it. Justin's never seen it. So that's going to be fun. I meant to go to the theater to see it because it was just put out again, but we just oh, right. our schedules didn't work. Yeah. So we're going to have to rent it. It's not going to be great on our screen, but whatever. It's on Disney+. Plus. Is it? Yeah, it's Disney. There's Pandora's at Disney World. Oh, my God. But are you sure they're not trying to, like, make you – that might be, like, one of the ones you have to buy. I don't no, know. No, what are you talking about? That was, like, one of the big things that Disney Plus has Avatar because they bought Fox. Oh, my God. Well, okay, sometimes when I talk to my TV, it doesn't show me everything. Okay, that's amazing. So great. We won't have to pay for it. Um, so Avatar, I remember seeing and being like, wow, no, this now is I'm, really wild. Now I'm checking the app to make yes, sure I'm not check. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw the first one. Obviously, I don't even remember. I mean, I remember being like, whoa, this is so wild. Like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, that's pretty much all. And then like Avatar, it was just like the best movie in the world for so long or the top movie in the world. So, um, but here's the thing between the time when Avatar came out and my, um, re entry to just like movie culture to now I have, I realized like the James Cameron of it all. And I'm like, Oh, this movie's not going to be bad. Like it's just going to be wild or really good. So first of all, I'm excited. I think you're right. They took I it off. I told you. They're trying to capitalize on it. That's so annoying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, they took it off. Maybe they'll put it back on beforehand, but they did take it off. That's They're it's literally doing it because they know everyone's like, what happened to the first one again? <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, that's wild. I know. So we're going to have to pay for it. Um, but this is the thing. I'm really excited for this movie just because it's just going to be a big topic of a lot of conversation. So I'm sure. excited for that. I'm excited for where the effects have gotten. And I know that James Cameron's just not going to let it be bad. Like, it's just going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, anything underwater, I am obsessed with. Interesting. Any video game levels that go underwater, any computer games that go underwater, any movies that go underwater, I love things underwater. I love the whole idea of a whole world down there. So this was like, yeah. This is going to be fun. 
What did you think? I'm excited for it. And not because of the first movie, but because I really like the Pandora Flight of Passage ride. Right, you've been a Pandora Disney. and I haven't. Um, that actually gets me more excited for it. I agree with you. Cameron's not going to let this be bad. I have no expectations for this. I'm excited for an original story, even if it is like Pocahontas or Fern Gully or something like that. Like this trailer definitely gives um, Romeo and Juliet vibes in some places. Um, hmm. But uh, it's beautiful. I also agree with you. I love underwater stuff. Anything that has to do with water, it's just very scary to me. It's very unknown. Like I, I agree, like there's a whole world under there that we can't see or no, really know about. Like, oh, see, I'm for me, it's pumped. like the fantasy. I'm like, oh, I love like castles underwater and like oh, mermaids. And yeah, yeah, not the same reason as you. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one more than I ever thought I would. I don't care about it. I want to be clear. No. Like, I don't actually care, but I'm really. I'm not invested. No, but I'm there for the three hours in my seat. Like, I'll, I'll have a good time watching that. Oh, I'll go opening night. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we'll be bells on. Yeah. Like I, I definitely want to rewatch it. What a bummer! That's not on Disney Plus anymore. I should have rewatched it when it was. And I know they like sneakily took it off. Don't worry, it hasn't been on there for a while. I hate to break it to you, so oh, you didn't damn. like miss your window. Damn, Daniel, back at it again with the white vans. <laughs> anyway, um, should we enter into uh, customs, Nerdverse customs? Let's do it. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Star Wars sector of the Nerdverse. Can I see your passport, please? Yes. Um, if you open my passport, you will see that I have seven of the most gorgeous tea-steeping apparatuses in Mon's apartment. Okay. So I'm going with like the tea globe glass things that she drinks tea from. Um, I've yep. got I've got nine scary headphones. Oh, yeah, those were bad. Yeah. Um, all right, so those we're gonna talk uh, Andor episode uh, nine. So we got three more left. Uh, what did you think of this episode of Andor? I loved this episode. Me too. Good. I thought it was so good. I'm gonna miss this show so much. Me I am. Too. Pounding my fist on my desk. I'm going to miss it so much. Oh, my God. First of all, it's okay because you can go back and watch episodes as I do weekly and, like, you see a lot. So it's going to be a fun rewatch. But, yeah, this episode, you know, they go through periods in episodes where it's slow and laborious, but it's, like, important. And this was just one of the ones that was just heightened, stressful, and, like, just packed and it was so good. And it wasn't even the breakout, which we think is inevitably yeah, going to happen. totally. So let me do a rundown of what happened in this episode, and I'll try to keep it real quick. Okay, go for it. So, Dedra, she has newly captured Bix and is encouraging her to give intel on Luthen and Andor. We learn that Pac has squealed already and disclosed a lot of info. Bix is tortured and presumably does talk. Over on Narkina 5, Andor is starting to lead the group, helping out Olaf, who is struggling. We see Andor has been slowly cutting into a metal pipe around the corner and deliberating over whether they could take out the guards themselves. Andor tries to get info from Kino about the guards, maybe 
there's too much credit being given out to the Empire. Meanwhile, Mon's cousin is Vel, and she's arrived. She tells Mon that things are happening. As for Mon, she's struggling to get through to any of the senators and desperately needs a loan. Tay may have a solution in Davo Skulden, but Mon does not think this is a good idea. Cyril shows up to see Dedra and thank her for the promotion and maybe to tell her he's in love with her. And she tells him to stay the fuck away. Dedra learns that the ISB has captured a rebel pilot. He's using a stolen Imperial unit. He appears to be part of Anton Krieger's group and has told the Imperials that there's a raid planned on a power station at Spellhouse. He was on his way to Kafreen, so if the rebels come looking for him, Dedra could be able to find their base. Back on Narkina 5, Olaf's condition's getting worse. Later, he collapses and needs a doctor. The doctor shows up, and we learn Olaf has had a massive stroke. The doctor injects him with something to help him pass peacefully. So what was going on on level 2, we all wonder? Turns out they made a mistake. A man who was just released on level 4 ended up back on level 2 the next day. Word got out, and they killed them all. That means that the man was released, finished his shifts, and then ended back up in the same program again. So Kino is now on board to get the fuck out of here! That was a really good rundown. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah. Um, so we start with the whole torturing. Yes. Thoughts? What did you think of all this stuff? The- First thing I would like to say is that they they put in the same exact shot that is in A New Hope. Um, when really when Princess Leia is about to be tortured with the droid, it the door closes and then it mm. like as the door closes, it follows the door getting shut and then follows the stormtrooper walking next to the door. And that was the same exact shot that was in this movie. And I really wow. appreciated that. I really appreciated that. Um, Vix as long as she could. I'm what I'm what I'm digging about this show is that it's not repeating information. Right. Meaning that it shows them torturing Bix, but we didn't need to see Bix squeal. We already know what happened, and we're finding out later about what happened. What this show is doing very well, really well, and Jamie and I, while watching it, we we get very confused because we are not being given any more information that the characters we are watching are given. So we have to piece together what Andor is doing, what their plan is with, with Olaf, what, you know, all of the, what's happening. We're just as confused during that sequence where they want to know what's going on on level two um, as they mm-hmm. are, because we're finding it out with them. And the big stuff is a good show and tell of that as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And I love when, yeah, I just love when, creators of a show just make us have to just trust us and make us have to try to like work for it but they don't just like spoon feed that kind of stuff to us so i love that as well um did you take away that or was i right to draw a parallel with where they got the torture sounds from where from canari um they didn't get them from canari they got them from a different species or place but they mentioned the, that it was children. They mentioned that there was resistance to building like an empiric thing on the the planet. Did you take away like like just 
a parallel there or was that just me? Um, no, I thought I, I didn't. I thought about it in passing, but I didn't think any further than that. But I it absolutely like I definitely flagged it because of that reason. His his past, you know, what they were yeah. doing on Canari, stuff like that. You draw a conclusion that like maybe if they hadn't all died on Canari, they could have done the same thing. I mean, the torture device is technically working really well because of who it was with. But yeah, what a horrible torture device. Awful. And it's working really well because they'll yeah. use it again later and it gets great results. So that's just gross. Absolutely. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not surprised that Bix just talked because like, honestly, she's been put through a lot. Well, and like, what has Andor done for her? Come on. <laughs> here's what I love about this show. The Empire gets information. This isn't like one-sided where we're like the rebels get the information and like the, Gal- the Galactic yeah. Empire is like dummy faces. Like, no, they picked up this pilot. They were able to torture them into giving them information. Like the Empire didn't get where they were going with without getting all of this information. Like I appreciate yeah. that. Also, I have weird feelings because we're. <sighs> In some scenes, we're rooting for Deirdre, and in other scenes, we're not. It's a really Mm -hmm. weird push and pull. Like, we want her to succeed in her job because she's, like, she's this woman in a man's world. She's fierce. She's doing the work. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. But I'm almost like, no, I couldn't be rooting for this person. (laughs) I know. And then on the other side, I'm like, no, don't torture Bix. You know, like, it's this weird push and pull that I'm dealing with. Well, and it's like last week when we're like, don't, like, rebels, get your shit together. Like, don't be so nasty. Don't cut off ties to Bix. Don't, don't kill Cassian. Like, yeah, it's, you're in no, the world is not divided into good people and death eaters. It's really, like, it's not just dark and light. It's a lot of in between. Yeah. Now, Deidre is, is dark. Um, But you still are like, girl, you're good at your job. Yeah. Get on it. The Empire is efficient. Okay. They're good at their job. Yes. But something that Jamie mentioned, and I love the way that she said it, is you just also see how bureaucratic the Empire is and how much red tape there is because they're looking for this person that they don't even know that they have incarcerated. You know, like... I know he I know. lied about well, his name. Well, he's using a different name, but yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. sure, but like any ID, fingerprints, like a fa- the facial recognition in the system would pick up that this is actually Cassie and Andor. But there's so much red tape and bureaucracy that like they don't even know the person they're looking for is already incarcerated. And I yeah. hope, my hope is that they figure it out and he's already escaped. And they're just like, oh. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be the escape and then he's going to also have to like get like their empire is going to realize like just as it's like he's going to have a double like the minute he gets out, he's going to have to sure to skirt them too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's wild. So it was great to see Cassian. Not was not great to see him in prison, but you really see how he's coming along, how he's making friends and allies. Obviously, how he has this pathetic system where he goes to the the bathroom which there are some terms in tony gilroy's star wars universe where i'm like that's pretty like our our planet um and then there are ones that like i don't know even using the word fish you know the when she talks about fish or thief i'm like Mm -hmm. wouldn't you call it like finkos or like something that's not fish yeah and like when he says like i'm gonna go i think they talk about 
when when Kino's giving him a tour of his cell and he's like, that's like your, I think he says toilet, but I know that to be the refresher um, from other Star Wars stuff where like the bathroom, now again, you have the loo, you have the restroom, you have the ladies room, whatever. But I'm just like, some of these words, I'm like, all right, you gotta, you're real, you're very realistic. But um, I forget where I was going with this. But I really, really like that he's running off to the refresher, restroom, whatever, and like just just looking away mm-hmm. a little. Like, he's not oh, making shank. a lot of progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool to just see, of course, like how far he's come in his shifts thus far. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Mon for a minute, for a long minute, because man, I gotta tell you, I could watch an I know I've said this before, I could watch an entire show about Mon. I just rewatched Rogue One. Oh, you did. Oh, you so, did. And I and I, you know, she's Genevieve O'Reilly's in that. And like, first of all, whew, the like, she's just got a glow up. Like her wig looks so good now. Her clothes, of course, everything. Sure. She looks homely in Rogue One. Um, and I get why she had to like match more of what we remembered from the movies. But, yeah, yeah. Um, man, ugh, I just love Mon so much. Yeah. What were you saying? You watched something. Oh, I, I saw a meme that was just like Star Wars fans before Andor. Like, I hope there's a cool Jedi uh, cameo. Star Wars fans during uh, during Andor. Like, when's the next Mon Mothma scene? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So something really cool is that in the Senate, I really liked how, man, the Senate looks like dire now. So people just turn off their balcony, like their light when they're just, they're over it. Yeah. Like, did you notice that? They're just like, I don't I don't side with you. Like they're either they're checking out or they're like, I vote no, and it's just like lights out. That's one of my notes here. They vote with their lights. And anytime that we get into the Senate, I have so many questions about what these senators actually know about Palpy. And I need I that answered. I need maybe it's somewhere and I've I've missed it or something like that, but I need to know. Listen, I assume because he, you know, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he announces like we're now the Galactic Empire, like everyone could see it and stuff like that. Um, but like what I'm missing is the fact that like, do they know that he's an actual Sith? Do they just think the Jedi disfigured him and that's working towards his advantage? Mm-hmm. Like we talked about how in Kenobi, no one really knew Darth Vader existed. Therefore, like we don't know that they're even like like. Are the um the what's it called the uh, inquisitors uh, the inquisitors like that though they're basically like secret mission sort of like other rumors of them like also like at this point why hasn't he just like killed some of these senators you know what I mean I'm surprised that Mon Mothma's even lasted this long. Um, well, again, we know that there's a rebels arc where she finally says like Palpatine is the one who's been like sowing this discourse and like he's the problem and it's a huge deal and she has to like flee after she does it and she does it from afar like she does it like on a calm holocron like across the galaxy and everyone sees it so i don't think we're gonna get much of that but you're right i'm surprised there's no like like apartment rooms where people are just like that sheev sheev's been acting weird and Mm -hmm. space is all wrinkly um i definitely agree with you on that but do you think this show is gearing up to show us Palpatine? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the point of this show. You know what I mean? It's, about it's what's not, happening. but they keep talking about him. And I'm like, but he's an you, important figure when it comes to that. 
he's important when it comes to that avenue. You know what I mean? Like what's happening in, in the Senate and Mon Mothma. I personally think that Mon, we've talked about this. I think that Mon Mothma is going to lose everything. And um, what we're going to see is, you know, because season two is in like three episode chunks, four three episode chunks, and each one is a different year leading up to Rogue One. So I think you're going to see a lot of different things in there. And I think that the, the Rebels episode where Mon does that is going to fall somewhere in between there. And then, you know, we'll see her like full rebellion and stuff like that. So I'm very interested yeah. to see what the tra- trajectory is. I still think that <coughs> her daughter is going to call her out about like cheating with this other senator. Excuse me, with the um with the charity guy. Yeah, for some reason, this episode, I was getting that, like, she's part of the rebellion, like, she, or she fancies herself part of the rebellion, and she's either going to find out that her mom is, like, right before there's something bad happens, or she'll, like, go down learning, I don't know, like, I just think that there's going to be, I kind of think the daughter's, like, up to good, but thinks her mom's bad, and her mom has never been able to make her proud of her because she can't tell her the truth. Yeah, I can imagine a scenario where a mom has to leave and the mom and the daughter is like the one who turned her in or something. And she basically says like, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm sending you away to be safe. The less you know, yeah. the better. You stay with your dad who doesn't believe in this stuff, but like always keep on hope or something like that. Yeah. No, I yeah, the husband, I don't care what happened. He probably is like rude and like turns her in or something. Yeah. And he's not, he's too lazy to be a rebel. Um, but we do learn... That her cousin's waiting for her. And we're like, who's cousin? And here we go. It's Val. Yeah, I love that because Cinta in the episode before this comments on how she says she came from a spoiled brat. She's a spoiled family. And I love that this is how she's been looped in. This also makes sense of how Luthen and Val and her are all tied together. This doesn't feel, this feels organic. This does not feel like yeah. a forced plot point, And I appreciated that. Yeah, and it's cool that, like, she's not fully up-to-date on what Bell's doing. Yeah. Bell's not fully up-to-date on what she's doing. But Luthen is talking to both. So, yeah, I liked that a lot. And, of course, like, can we just have a moment and just talk about the aesthetics that are going on in Mon's apartment? Yes. Like, it is glorious. And the clothes and the jewelry and the suitcases that Vel travels with, like, the table setting Mm -hmm. of the breakfast with Val like I know I joked about like the tea decanter thing in the beginning of the episode but like this show it's so beautiful this it's such a beautiful apartment and aesthetic for her I just I love it I love that she's in her own kind of cage with the like oops sorry I hit the mic with her beams Mm, I'm just very excited about the interior design of yeah I'm very excited about the interior design like everything is so beautiful and it mimics like the lighting fixtures mimic the window holes to look through. Everything is just, everything is just, and it's amazing. Yeah. So a moment of appreciation for the interiors and the design for the show, especially Mon Mothma. Absolutely. Big shout out Um, because they're amazing. I will say that there was a funny little anachronism, which was, she when she's talking to Tay, which I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but yeah. when she's talking to Tay and she says, or he maybe he says, needs to be papered over. To which I said, 
I do not see a damn bit of paper mm. in the Star Wars universe. Good call. Good which, pickup. Have you been looking? It's not there yet. Yeah. We've not seen paper I yet. look every single week. You're 100% Every right. single week, right? Yeah. I've turned mm-hmm. you onto this. So yes. that was weird. I was like, you can't be saying paper over. That's not a thing. But anyway. Um, okay. So back to, oh, yes. The ISB. Well, actually, no. First, um, on Arkina, like Andy Serkis, uh, his character, he is Cassian's like really basically kind of asking a really good question, which is like, do they even pay attention? Like we are so, we're so nothing and we're just labor. Like, have we even tried? Do you, are they even listening? And they're definitely not. No. But he's not going to budge <laughs> at well, this point. So let's skip to the end because I have a question about that and that relates to this storyline. Or we can okay. move on to like Karn and other stuff before we get back. No, no, we'll go to the end. That's fine. Okay. I I have – this is what I think happened in this episode. And please tell me if you think that this is wrong or right. Okay. I yeah. think that the people like him and his friends and or and his friends in the cell block and who work together on that team are trying to escape. Right? Yes. And they are trying to figure out during basically getting a new prisoner how they could potentially escape. Right? In the process of getting a new person to the floor. Yes. Yes. So what they're trying to do, in my understanding, is that because Olaf... Yeah, I want to say Olaf, but it's Olaf. (laughs) Because Olaf only has 41 shifts left, they are counting down for his switch. Because his switch is the one that they can control, and they know when it's going to happen. Oh, that didn't even dawn on me. It was just about, like, his 40 shifts are everyone's. Like, we, they're all shooting for this, and he's getting this goal. So they're like, if he doesn't have this goal, none of us get this goal. So we want to see him get this goal. But you're right. That might be the circulation that they're waiting for. Yeah. So, But they get new people, like, every day. They do, but they don't know when that's going to potentially happen. They know True. that this one is going to 100%. They they can predict this one and plan for this one. You know what I mean? I love that. So yes, there's that you're aspect absolutely right. And one, they want them to be free. And two, they that's why they keep like holding them up and trying to like, I'll do this for you. Like they need this old man to get through his 41 ships so that they can actually like enact their plan and they hopefully come up with something by that time in 40 shifts worth yes so that's 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 number one then we find out that all this stuff happens on floor two i don't know how they like to actually see the hand motions from you know um uh, causeway to causeway but they do and and something's happening we don't know then at the end we see that one i love that the medic is just another one of them and like, yeah. it, like this is just like a self-sufficient community of prisoners that like are, think that they have all this. Yeah. Time. And they just like the Holocaust, like they still had doctors. They yeah. still and they knew who was who and what people's strengths were. Yeah, totally. Um, however, um, I think that this is what I think is happening. One of two things is happening, and I'll tell you which one I subscribe to. The first way of thinking is going back into that bureaucracy. The 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 imperial like prison system is so messed up that they just like recaptured the same person and threw him back into jail and they didn't even like see know what was happening and it caused a riot. What mm-hmm. I think is actually happening 
is that people aren't getting out. I think that they are people are getting out of this one and then they're recycling them into This is what I took from it. Yeah. They're recycling people into new places where they've already been. So like, you know, if Frank and Sam from levels two and levels four get out, they're sent to like another factory, but they messed up and they accidentally sent someone back to the same factory. And then like they rioted because they realized that they're working for nothing. It's just free label for afraid label labor forever. And they're yep. just putting people down when they get old, like, like, yes. Ula, like, or someone breaks their leg or hurts their hand. They're just putting them down like cattle. And then, you know, and then just moving on. So like, this is the free labor that's going on forever. And I got chills by this ending. This ending was deeply sad. This also says a lot about our own prison infrastructure system. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just so jazzed by how they did this episode. Yes, me as well. I took the exact same thing as your second thought. My thought is that it has been getting very crowded lately like ours um and so maybe they did they made an error because of the crowd control but yes i think you're just they're just cycling them back in because there's no reason to get rid of them mm -hmm. no one's gonna come and tell them no there's no lawyers that i know of right there's so no like aclu or exactly whatever in yeah Colorado. um the innocence project so they're yeah. just getting put into a new system and no one there will recognize them to know. Now, the only thing that's weird is that the, that the, the prisoner hasn't said that yet. Like well, no, I, I was supposed to leave. <clears throat> no, but they're putting them into places. My guess is that they're putting them on in places where all the prisoners have already been recycled. So even if they complain, the other prisoners know because they just went through the same thing. Oh, that could be. But they yeah, made a just like a new level and put them into first timers prison. Yes. Either way, them killing the entire floor because they knew and they could tell I don't know who, but like that shows that they're dispensable enough or disposable enough that they killed an entire floor because yes. they made a mistake. Totally. So yeah, I think we're supposed to glean from this that not only are they just arbitrarily changing numbers on people's sentences and right. adding time, but that they're overcrowded. They don't know what's going on. They don't really care. They don't need to care. And that you're working and working. And now Kino, most importantly, someone who we thought was just like no fun at all and horrible and like just got like good behavior. So he's the leader. This is shitty and awful enough for him to now be on board. So yeah, I think, you know, I don't, yeah, we don't, I guess know the specifics yet, but I think the, the most important point is, is that it's not, they're not going to get out necessarily. Yeah. Even if some get out, like they're not all going to get out. So I, I yeah, I was awful. I wonder how much this is tied in with Mon Mothma's, what she's pitching against, because this affects them directly, obviously like the, um, Remember when Andor came in last week and they're telling us, like, what about the sentencing, like, updates or what like that? Well, yeah. That's what Mon Mothma is basically fighting against in the Senate. So I'm wondering if all those votes that she lost is why, like, all these things are also happening to um, Andor in the same breath. You and, know of course, I mean? they're not communicating with each other, which is so frustrating. Right. Yeah, 100%. I also, yeah, it was just, man, 
it was just such a good pace for that story too, because you get Kino the way he is in the first episode, and then you get him slowly being worked on throughout this episode mm-hmm. until that full, just like you don't even know, like you know they're in the tunnel, and he's like, "You're doing these hand signals, but like even if you could know what you're saying, what they're saying, you don't." And you just see it slowly, and then and then you just don't know what's happening. Like you see this chaos, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Wait." What's about to happen? And the floor being lava is just tension, just constant tension. Yes. You know, you just, so, oh, it's just, it was so good. Yeah. Um, well, then let's, let's go back to ISB stuff. Yeah. Um, um, you have the Karn, the two other scenes that we really need to talk about are the Karn scene and yep. the, um, the rebel pilot scene where they talk about that. Right. Um, and then, of course, like, we'll see who Davo Skolden is with Mon, yeah. the person that's got the big pockets. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the ISB, we learned that they have their eyes on Marva. I thought it was nice that Dedra was like, she's so old. Like, at least she wasn't like, well, let's kill her. She was just like, she's yeah. so old. She's not going like, to go anywhere. Like they did with, what's his name? Um. Who, oh, Olaf? No, no. With, what's his name? Park? Um, Pac. Oh, Pac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, but Marva, I think they're the Marva they're showing is like super old, but also a perfect bait. Like they're absolutely well, right. bait. But also they were just like, can I? I really want to kill him. Like, can I hang him in front of everyone? Oh He's god, like, yeah, that sure. was awful. Yeah, which sucks because again, he got all that tortured and like gave all the information, and he still didn't matter. Yeah. So Bix is in the exact same position. I'm really worried. I don't know how they're gonna do. I don't know what happens to Bix. Yeah. On a show like this, because we're supposed to care a lot for her. She's obviously like a lead and a really good person, but I'm worried because unless they can overthrow this group like fast, maybe the maybe all of Ferrex can come together and do something. I don't know. Oh, something we should also point out that we didn't catch last week that we found in this week is that one of his cellmates, um, is in Rogue One as one of the people on his squad. Yes. I cannot believe yeah. I didn't know that. But I will say rewatching it, I still was like, wait, is that the guy? So he doesn't look quite the same. Sure, okay, that's fair. But yeah. Um, yeah, so yes, the, they have the pilot. They're using the same torture device, which is clearly going very well. Yes. Um, and then, of course, we learn that he's part of Anton Krieger's team, which we heard about last episode, when Luthen was talking to Saw. I actually rewatched that scene when this episode was over. So here are some thoughts I have. Luthen goes and asks Saw Guerrera for help with, um, specifically with, um, like, Sky Patrol. And, like, like he needs pilots and fighters and stuff like that. He needs, he needs an, air, um, an air brigade. So one of two things happens. Saw doesn't take the meeting. So... One of a couple things happens. One, this pilot is actually Saw's and Saw decided to help. I doubt that happened. But now they're down a pilot. Will Saw have to help? You know what I mean? Like, will is this pilot that we're going to, that we lose? Like, is Andor going to end up filling his spot, you know, in these last couple of episodes? There's a lot of things that could happen there. But I also like that it ties in directly with what we saw last week in that scene because that scene felt very out of place last week. Um, it felt like a random cameo scene in this like bigger episode. 
And now it's starting to tie in a little bit more. And I do appreciate that. Yeah, it, it felt to me, didn't feel like the word cameo scene, but it just felt like really dense, like that we were learning a lot of yeah. jargony information. And I was like, I'm not ready to tackle this yet, almost. But they mm-hmm. do mention, do they mention Kafrain or do they mention Spellhouse? Spellhouse. In that in that conversation? Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, we obviously know that Saw has a little bit of ways to go for his physical appearance. Um, he's going to have a lot of things mm-hmm. um, go wrong. get mutilated or he's going to get more man the machine at some point. So explosions, battles, he's going to be in the fight for a bit mm-hmm. to get to the way he is. I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of Saw. He once upon a time meant well, but you go through his history and it's just not great. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all tying together for sure. So, okay. So we have the scene with Cyril with his mom first, which oh my God. <laughs> the, the, those <laughs> scenes give so me good. so much anxiety. So much. Like, first of all, You've been in my private box. I have ways of knowing what the hell is in this guy's box. I don't what know. What is a box? Um, two, like, she's just so, just such a, like, controlling. Oh, just it's, it's tough mom. to watch. But I will say, I really, like, talk about a piece of merch I want. Like, can we go to Galaxy's Edge and can they dispense their milk in those cool square glass yeah, cartons? Yeah. And then the cereal in, like, the other with, like, the stripe around it? Yes. Like, just great dishware this entire episode. Yes. It's yes. It's incredible. Um, but, yeah, it was very creepy and... At the same time, I'm like totally fine with his mom giving him a hard time because I'm not like I don't I'm not on his side no, at all. Really, absolutely at not. All. I don't even feel bad a little bit, and I love Kyle Solar, so yeah, he's not he's not doing it for me. Uh, he's doing a great job, the actor, but the yes. character, no man. And when he approached so, Deidre, like what okay, a weird, so yeah, so wonderful, <laughs> what a weird, wonderfully acted, weird. Like, what was that? So he says, I just want to tell you, thank you for giving me the promotion. Okay, fine. Also, I was getting a lot of sev- – did you finish Severance? Never watched it. Oh, my God. Never mind. Those of you who know, I was getting Severance vibes. Um, It was just like, that's fine. But then, like, does he basically say, I, I just love what you stand for so much that I think I love you – but he doesn't actually say he loves her. Right. But yet I'm just like, you have like you are stalking her. And she he's like, no, I'm not. And then he literally gives a definition of stalking. Yeah. I, what's fascinating about that scene is uh, Jamie said something interesting. She was like, you'd think that she would be flattered just from what he was right. saying. And then which you do see her face like track a little bit of flattery in initially. Yeah. And then it just gets more intense and weird and inappropriate. And he grabs her and it's just like, it, it, it makes it that scene, even though I'm not rooting for either of them, that scene to be so weirdly uncomfortable. It was, a, it was a really well directed and acted scene. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. I, and the actress, uh, Denise Goff or go who plays Deidre is Dedra is so great. Yeah. And I like Kyle Solar. But yeah, it's just something's going to happen. Did you get the sense when she gets she has that conversation with him 
And then she goes back to her, like, sect, her team. And her team is like, we have a pilot that we got. Did you get the sense? Because she was getting kind of short in, like, the conversation then and then a little bit after that she's like, you know, I just call, I just, like, wrote this guy off for being a nut job and, like, being too over the top. But I actually kind of wish that these, my inferiors here would give me a little of that. I don't, did you get that sense? I don't know if I got that, but I did get something. It it also seemed like maybe she was getting a little frustrated that her like subordinates were speaking up at those meetings, like with about with the beard and being shaved and stuff like that right. earlier. And then I don't know. Something's happening there and I'm not I can't put my finger on it yet. And I'm okay with that, obviously. But I do think I know. I'm wondering if she I don't know. I don't know. I think some things that have to happen where, I mean, Cyril just can't be on the sidelines like this for the rest of the show. It's just, it's not very interesting. No. He has to intersect with her or be pushed to her. Rise to the ranks in some way. Because he got that promotion. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated. The only, honestly, the only way is if Dedra's like, fine, you can come. Like, it's just, she doesn't, he doesn't know anyone else. He did get his record clean, so he'll be approved to go. But I just... The easiest line of connection is just that she's like, everyone on my team sucks and I know that you'll be dedicated. Maybe something will happen to her where she's like, I'm out of answers now. I have to. But they have a plan up their sleeve to like kill this pilot of this ship and stage a diversion or a trap or whatever. I'm also- So I presume that's going to be next episode. Yeah. So two things. One, I found it interesting that they already knew about, what's the name, Krieger? Anton Krieger, yeah. I found it interesting because, like, the, they're not totally dumb, the Empire. They know that there's this faction and they're watching this faction. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff. But when it comes back to Deidre, what interests me about all of that is I'm wondering if her and Cyril... Like you said, the one way is for them to join forces. There's another version where he ends up doing his own investigation on the side when she's doing hers, and they start to butt heads about, like, like hers is sanctioned, his is not. And I'm wondering if both of them working on it, that bureaucracy is going to stop them from actually like, that's how the rebellion can keep going because, because of, because of Cyril's like obsessive nature about finding Andor is actually going to mm-hmm. hinder Deidre's entire investigation and kind of like showing that the internal bureaucracy and ambition and ego is actually what helped the, these, these pockets of rebellion to succeed. Yeah, you're definitely right. Like, it could make sense that he, maybe he finds, maybe he finds intel about Cassian and she finds intel about the rebel cell or something. Yeah, I think, and it somehow intersects. I feel like that has to be where it's going. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, never more than 12 is the last thing we hear of the guards. Mm-hmm. So is the implication then that there's this whole floor of inmates who can definitely take on 12 guards? Is that what you took from it? Yeah, we just need to figure out, like... How to do it. How You basically have to disable the floor, and then you can do it. Yeah, you've got to f- get the th- the baton or whatever they're using yeah. to do it. Or at least get to the elevator, I, yeah. the elevator or the lift before they turn the floor on. 
Right. They're definitely, they obviously focused on that lift to um, this episode. Yeah. So, all right. So map ahead. What your, what are your thoughts for next episode? What it would cover? Do you think we're at spring free this next episode? Yeah. Or do you think it's more or less involved? Three episodes left. I'm pretty sure we're there at the, like the yeah. jailbreak. That would be my guess. Yeah, and I'm going to guess from the ISB standpoint that either they figure out where Cassian is, but it's too late, question mark. Mm. Like, he's already busted out. Or maybe they are just... Because, again, the ISB cares cares about... Are they calling him Axis or Axios? Axis. What are they calling Luthen? Axis. So that's their main thing. Like, they're yeah, they're looking for Cassian, but they're really looking for Luthen. So right, they're looking for Cassian the, to get to Luthen. Luthen is their ultimate goal. Oh right, but they do say that like Bix is the only one that's actually seen Luthen as far as they in terms of who they have. Yeah, so they're yeah. not going to kill Bix because yeah, she says like don't kill her. Like she's the only way. So that's true. She'll be kind of safe for a bit. But presumably, we have now the Luthen stuff going on, which is Saw, which is maybe tied into the Mon stuff and the Vel and all that. Which the ISB is basically hot on the tail now because they got this pilot and they're going to stage this thing. So that's going on and then Cassian getting free. So maybe next episode is like each side gets a win in their own way. But then how it all goes after that, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like not even that. I'm just like I'm very fascinated to see how this would all work in terms of if we know – that this season is over the course of a year. So I still think we need some sort of a time jump. Because um, we've yeah. had a little bit of time jump. We've had about like two, maybe, I'd say what, two months of time jump between the time he gets into prison and the time he leaves. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And from the time that this episode, this season started to the end of the heist was what, maybe a couple of weeks. And then, so I'm wondering to see what that's going to be like. And then how they end this season into next season. Like if they're going to be a big time jump. What are the four, you know, arcs going to be next year out of the 12 episodes of three? So, like, I'm fascinated to see how they're going to turn this or how they're going to lead into season two, starting uh, with um, these next three episodes. Yeah, I think I think what would be really sad but good is just is also what you said, which is like next week we they 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 don't have the 40 shifts of Olaf left to like to jump it could be longer because they're like all right we're not in a rush now because we've lost our exit there so let's get this plan ready to go but take time on it so maybe that'll be a mini jump as well yeah i don't know how much they actually get free i wonder how much of a jump next week because i feel like they've set up a lot of things that happen to happen that have to happen immediately the yeah the the isb stuff surely stuff the assault on spellhouse the um um uh mon mothma meeting this thug you know like there's like, yeah there's quite a few things that kind of need to happen in the moment so i'm wondering what what's gonna happen next i'm also wondering what kind of thug this guy's gonna be like is it gonna be a hut like a like is, like is it gonna be someone or is it gonna be like a weird like what she was so turned off by that i'm just curious like what kind of person it'll be yeah we also haven't gotten a lot of aliens in this series that's true it's very um it's very undiverse in that yeah. regard. So we'll see. I, I, I'm just so I'm I'm so wildly digging this series. 
Me too. And what I've heard is that it's just, it, everyone loves it. It's just not getting a lot of watch. And I'm just like, if you are listening to people and you're not watching it, oh my God, watch the show. It's so good. It's so good. Well, nerds, are you a fish or are you a thief? We hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next week for our coverage of episode 10 of Andor. And don't go too far, because Wakanda Forever will be coming soon after that. And as a small universe in a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, we've chosen a side. We're fighting against the dark. <laughs>